So, you sure you don't want a kolache? I'm sure. Have you prayed about it? <laughs> no. Maybe we should. I am a little lightheaded. Where's Matt? Make him <laughs> make him go get us a kolache. Matt. Going? He's actually going to come in in a minute if you say that too loud. Oh. Come in and hug us both. We better just start the podcast. <laughs> Greetings and salutations. Welcome to One Hour a Week. I'm Rusty Mott, along with the one and only brother Jared Hollyer. I just noticed how squeaky this chair is. Hang on, see if I can get it to do it again. There you go. That is some oh, Chewbacca's in the house. It's the chair, I promise. This is what people listen for. <laughs> these kind of moments. These kind of moments. It's Easter week. Easter week. And before we begin, I want to make a declaration. This is not an opinion, and this is not up for debate. Marshmallow peeps are the worst. Oh, man. The worst Easter treat. I wish I had a counterpoint. Have you ever watched Pardon the Interruption? Yeah. Great show. Sure. Uh, really enjoy it. Except I didn't realize till I had children how uh, how aggressive and yeah. vulgar Michael can be. They're Michael Bond. He, yes. He, uh, I don't give a bleep. <laughs> what the bleep? And like he throws a lot of those words out, and I was like, wow, I can't even watch a sports show. But anyways, I always love it when they're debating and they're like, I really the show would be better if I disagreed, but I don't. Right. So I'm with you there. So here we go. This is they're our PTI terrible. moment. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Peeps. They're just not good. They're not a good. Can- Are they a candy? Well. Let me also ask this, though. I mean, like I am the resident fat guy in this group. So let me just ask this question. (laughs) Even though I agree with you, I still like if they're in front of me, I'm probably going to eat them. (laughs) I don't even know why. They're they're bad. Yeah. They're not a candy. That's yeah. They're a snack, I guess. Like a They're not good. Whatever they are, they're not good. Is that what we're going to do today's episode? We're going to talk about the difference between a snack, dessert, and candy. candy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think a peep counts as dessert either. Don't no. don't throw that at me for dessert. But candy can be a dessert, but not every dessert is a candy. Fair. Hmm. But best Easter candy. Go. Oh, Cadbury cream eggs. Okay, I'm gonna differ from you. What would you say? The Reese's eggs. See, I think Reese's are overrated. Oh, not just Reese's eggs, wow. but Reese's cups. Now this now is, this Michael Wilbon. Yeah, I'm about to cuss you out. Let me, yeah, Reese's hang are on, folks. We're gonna have to stop the overrated. recording. Oh my goodness. See, and I guess what makes the egg great is that Reese's is not overrated to me, and that's more of the peanut butter sugary mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, true story, they advertised when I was a kid Reese's actual peanut butter, like Reese's, a jar of peanut butter. Right. And I remember thinking all my wildest dreams have come true. <laughs> and I don't even know why because my mom was not this mom, you know, but for some reason, a moment of weakness, I guess, now that I'm a parent, I understand, right? <laughs> like, if they'll shut up, I'll buy she this $3. She right. bought a jar of that peanut butter, and I remember making some toast, thinking mm-hmm. this is about to change my world. It was just regular peanut just butter. peanut butter with an orange label. But, but eight-year-old Rusty was convinced that that was going to be, like, the filling from sure. Reese's Cups. Yeah. It's kind of crumbly inside there. That's, yeah. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just how it's different from peanut butter. Yeah. Like, would you want that crumbly kind of dry peanut butter on toast? I would want whatever that taste is. <laughs> like whatever to Reese's be honest. is doing. Yeah, whatever it's it doing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, yeah, so Easter week, we only did four minutes of commentary on Easter candy. So I think we got a spinoff coming. What, <laughs> that would be great. Just, what, where we just so, talk about food. What's that going to be called? So we've got know. one hour a week. It's the ministry. Yeah, one no. plate a week. It's like a, a 10 minute aside a, podcast. A thousand calories a week. A thousand calories a week. We just debate foods. 
<laughs> I like it. Did you hear that audio? That was a uh, that was really me hitting the table, and it was a real reaction. It was not. Can't, I can't get the chair to squeak again. All right, so uh, let's move on to serious discussion because that's what you come here for: hot ministry opinions. You know, <laughs> hot as, a, as opposed to hot sports opinions. Right. We've got some. HMOs, and that's not health management organization. <laughs> that is uh, hot ministry opinions. We wanted to talk about Easter because, man, Easter is a huge week at church. It, it is what jokingly has been called like the Super Bowl Sunday for pastors and churches. And I'll confess that we do. We really kind of go all in on Easter here. We we spend some money advertising. Like we've got a Facebook-sponsored post right now. Yeah, and, I saw that. And it's... Uh, that seems kind of silly, but the reality is it's like a $50 investment mm-hmm. and like, you know, seven or 8,000 people will see it and that's going to be everybody in Coons. So our goal is on Easter Sunday and we have signs. I think you saw that too. Probably we're getting yard signs and asking everyone to put them in their yard. Um, because Easter is one of those holidays along with Christmas that people are more likely to give church a shot oh, yeah. than they ever are before. So we're not trying to poach church people. In fact, most church people, if they come here, they're going to be like, well, what's going on here, right? Uh, we're trying to find those people who don't show up and who've never been to church before who might be thinking it's Easter, which the yard signs have the date. And somebody was like, oh, man, we you shouldn't have put a date. We can only use them one. Yep. And I said, yeah, but we're trying to reach lost people. They don't know when Easter is. You yeah. can't just put Easter. They need to know what Sunday that is. We all kind of know, but uh, most people, most casual people who drive by that sign aren't going to, you know, Google when is Easter or go to their Apple uh, iPhone app and look up Easter. Yeah. Hey, Siri. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, wait, so, that mic, mic came on. I got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, Easter's here and it's a, a big day for churches. And we wanted to talk just a few minutes about kind of what goes into the preparation of that and what our thoughts and hearts are behind how we operate on Easter Sunday and maybe talk a little bit about the pressure that comes with that. So Easter Sunday, what what do y'all generally do? What have you done in the past as a pastor? We're doing something different this year at Pecan Acres. We, for years and years and years, Pecan Acres has always had an egg hunt on Good Friday and we'll hand out church information, you know, invite everybody to come back in a couple of days on Sunday. This year though, we're we're advertising and we're doing our egg hunt for the kids immediately after our morning services. So Easter, we'll have Sunday school, worship service, and then we're just advertising Easter egg hunt after service, and that way people can't show up at 1130 and and just sit in the parking lot until that. So that's going to be different this year. We're excited about it because we're really hoping that um, this will be a good opportunity for those people who would come to the Easter egg hunt but not come to church. Maybe they'll come to church and stick around. One of the hardest things, though, and maybe I don't know if you've ever considered this, one of the things I always struggle with is you do get those people who only come on Easter and Christmas, and we do such, we, we do invest a lot, and we we try to really make it a special service, but I always struggle with not making it like a bait and switch kind of situation, Yeah, where you make Easter Sunday such an over-the-top special thing that somebody goes, wow, this was incredible. I'm going to come back next week, and they come back next week, and everything's like... The door's locked back until to, 10 minutes before <laughs> yeah, service starts. Back, back to normal. Uh, yeah. you know, low key. And so that's that's one of the things I have to try and remind myself of is let's not, you know, ride in on elephants and have fireworks and pictures with the Easter bunny during the offering. Did you talk to Matt about what we're doing? Or y'all uh, have no, elephants? <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know. That would be a random Easter. <laughs> it's a random <laughs> happening. That is, that's just, yeah. And he's using his trunk to toss marshmallow that's peeps right. to the peeps children. to everybody, yeah. yeah. So, so that's one of the things is, yeah, we do want to make it a special, because I mean, it is not just, 
in church world, but in Christianity and our faith system, that's the biggest day. Because if Jesus had stayed dead, what are we even doing? But the fact that he is raised, that he's resurrected, that, that's that's a big deal and it should be celebrated. Yeah. Uh, but how do we celebrate that in a way that it's not... I mean, you, you get what I'm saying, that we're, yeah. we're not guilty of the bait and switch. I, I think just, and this this is all this podcast is, in case you haven't figured it out, half of this is just us brainstorming together. Yeah. And, you know, we're just so brilliant. We thought people would love to listen to our brainstorms. <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. It's more like sprinkling. Just it's a brain, It's a brain sprinkle, yeah. So uh, <laughs> we're not Methodist, though. So, Hashtag brain sprinkle. Brain sprinkle. Please tweet that. Please do. So um, as you're talking about that, I'm thinking, because we do kind of pull out all the stops here. Our, right. our Folks will do, uh, we don't have a choir, so that's not a cantata, but Pat, almost every year and every Sunday, Pat does a crazy good job. I say that because he's editing this podcast and we'll hear this. No, but he, they, they usually will do a couple songs that are pretty epic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's almost like Super Bowl commercials. Right. And then they run later, you know, so like we'll probably do a, a couple songs that are neat arrangements. Like last year, they, they jumped into the bridge to start the service of... Uh, the Matt Mayer song "Christ Is Risen," mm-hmm. so he just like the service. It was like cold open, boom, boom, boom. oh death, where it was epic, and right. I was like, "Whoa, what's happening right now?" You know, but and we we're gonna have a little photo booth. No, no Easter Bunny this year, but that's a good idea. Maybe next year, and Jot we we are doing some kind of different stuff. But as you're talking about that, it makes me think it would probably be wise just to say in the service at some point during a welcome or announcements. Hey, you'll, you'll notice we kind of pulled all the stops out today because we wanted you to be here. Right. We wanted this to be a special day. We want you to come back next week. It'll be a little different, but the basics are going to be the same. We're going to worship Jesus. We're going to open the Word and talk about So maybe even, you got to be careful like how you do that. You yeah, but just acknowledge, it, yeah. hey, we kind of went all out today, right. but we always do these core values. And right. They're always present here, and that's why we want you to come back. Uh, because yeah, that way they might you know come back next week and be like, "Where's the photo booth for April, whatever you know, tax weekend, <laughs> tax day, you know?" Instead of the Easter Bunny, it's Uncle Sam. Exactly, yeah, come sit in a slot for you to actually deposit money, and it's going to go to the building fund. Uh, so yeah, it, it, just maybe offering that disclaimer would be good. So let's just let's just throw out there: what's your least favorite thing about Easter? Marshmallow Peeps. Marshmallow Peeps. Right? As a pastor, ministry-related. No. So, uh, so I've mentioned before that at Pecan Acres, Brother Paul and I alternate Sundays, and uh, it, it just worked out that I'm preaching Easter Sunday. So I would say the least favorite thing not is not preaching Easter Sunday, but the feeling, because we pull out all the stops, the pressure yeah. of, oh, man, I got to hit a home run. I know yeah. we've talked before. Like, it's okay to hit singles, week to week to week to week, but you're preaching Easter Sunday. No, you got to swing for the fences here because there are so many people who this is, they might come to church three times a year, Mother's Day, Christmas, and Easter. And this is your chance to hit them between the eyes with the gospel. So so there's the pressure to make the gospel clear, but you don't want to alienate anybody, you know, your regular church folks. So just the pressure of of crushing it on the sermon that morning. Yeah, let's talk about that pressure a little bit. I got choked up just thinking about it. <laughs> Let, let's talk about it because I think it happens for a few reasons. Number one, like you said, just the day. Yeah. Because we do, like, we don't put yard signs every week saying, hey, you really need to come hear this. <laughs> like on, on an average Sunday. In fact, uh, most people, it's like, yeah, it's a little rainy. I'll stay home, right? So, but this is a day where it's like, hey, it don't matter. We're yeah, going. It's, it's Easter. Easter. We got to be there. And, and all of that, I think the pressure's there just because of the largeness of the event. But you brought up two things. First, people who aren't normally there, this is your one shot to 
get to preach the gospel to them. And hopefully, if we admit this is there, this is probably fleshly, but but be good enough that they would want to come back. Yes, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, and but but so that's twofold. They're, they're the spiritual side of that, which is the most important. Man, get the gospel to them, but also be good enough that they want to come back. And then on the other end of it is your church folks. I feel weird pressure about pull, kind of the bait and switch. I feel weird that my my folks who are here every week, if I've got this more dynamic message than usual, that they'll be like, why doesn't this cat do this every week? Right, he's you know? capable of this. What's yeah. The, yeah. So, so there's this pressure that builds up, and you and I have talked about this probably on the podcast. A lot of preachers love Christmas and Easter. They love that feeling, but for some weird reason, I do not enjoy Christmas and Easter prep, kind of like you said. I, I do enjoy the moment and mm-hmm. enjoy sharing the gospel, obviously, but there is that prep and that pressure that comes with it because in those moments, I feel like this is my sixth Easter here, I guess. I just had my fifth year anniversary. Yes, it was my sixth Easter. And I've, I've preached all the resurrection passages, mm-hmm. right? Like I've, uh, I've, I've preached all those things. So I start to think, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? What like am what I going to do? What obscure passage could what I find? Angle, that what I could angle can I take yeah. on the gospel? And um, how can I, you know, make this different, make this unique and make this compelling? And that's where my fear and my pressure starts to fall apart. So if you just want to say, hey, you're an idiot. And why is that pressure dumb? Not that I'm feeling because we all feel it and probably several listeners. Why is that foolish to build that pressure on ourselves because the word of god is powerful and the gospel will change people's lives drop the mic that's no. it <laughs> what if we but just I, ended it right there over yeah yeah we i mean and we're there's always the opportunity for us to do that even week to week and i'm sure yeah. a lot of people do that week to week um and, and if you struggle with that stop because uh Isaiah said that God's word is going to go out and accomplish something. It's not going to come back void. It's going to do what he intends for it to do. Uh, Not that we should be lazy and not prepare, but the pressure is not on us. The pressure is on the word of God and the Holy Spirit, and I think he can handle it. Yeah, right. (laughs) I think he's got this. He's got this, yeah. But but there is, we do want to be, so I don't think it's a bad thing to think, okay, there, there is a little more pressure because the people that are there um, because this is a great opportunity. Uh, so yeah, we do, I don't think it's bad to feel that pressure to acknowledge it or to even use it, you know, if it makes us prepare more or pray more. Um, Are you that kind of guy who the closer a deadline gets, the the more easy it is to work? Oh yeah, I work great I'm, under pressure. I, I'm not really a super procrastinator, mm-hmm. but I do struggle. Like I've been trying to work all week on a D now I'm preaching this weekend and I've got really two or three more messages to to really write and finalize. <laughs> I say finalize. Three times, right? I'm preaching four times. Okay. No, <laughs> so I've got one got done, <laughs> and I feel really good about it. And I've got outlines and a, a pretty yeah. pretty detailed synopsis about each one. But but you and I know that's that's still that's a theory until I it gets right. down right. So, um, but but I really do, and it's I think it's a spiritual thing because it's not like I've been lazy. I have sat in here and worked and labored and thought about it. But it's something about the Lord letting it marinate until it's time yeah. that I've learned. Like I, I, We're kind of deviating, and that's it's okay, right. I guess. Thinking about sermons, it's like you always remind me, this is our podcast. We do what we want. But sermon writing, I, I would a lot of times, even up till a couple years ago, would force that sermon to happen on Thursday. Thursday's mm-hmm. my last day in the office. I'm off on Friday. And out of dread of not wanting to write it on Friday or Saturday, I would like push it out like I'm it's happening I'm making mm. it happen 
and I would write that sermon, and then I would realize studying it Friday or Saturday, just reading over it, this is terrible. Yeah, this right? isn't what I want to do. So I learned a couple years ago, it's like the Lord just kind of led me into the season where if it's Thursday and I don't have a sermon, I'm going to wait until I'm ready and I feel like the Lord. So that pendulum can go too far either direction where sure. it's like I'm waiting until Saturday night if the Lord allow, you know, and I don't want to do that. He, that's happened before, but ideally. That's the exception. Not yes, the rule. that's the exception, not the rule. So uh, the the same way with with this Easter sermon, I think if you're not careful, you build so much pressure that nothing you write and prepare is going to live up to it. Have right. you ever done that? Like I, I think one Easter, two or three years ago, I wrote a sermon and just picked it apart mm-hmm. myself. Like, oh, this is rusty. This is awful. What, it, Man, they're just going to get up and say the resurrection is a fraud and walk out <laughs> or something. Like, this is bad, you know? And it, it was one of those things where I really, the Lord didn't give me anything else. Like I didn't have any other kind of ideas, any other thoughts. So I just ended with that, you know, I, and ended up preaching that. Well, guess what? Uh, like you said, the word of God is faithful and the Holy Spirit uses what he gives us and makes it happen. So I'm, I'm thankful for God and his work through vessels like us, even in those moments. I'm trying to find, I'm, I don't know if you can hear me thumbing through my Bible, but I'm trying to find where Paul said, when I came to you, I didn't come to you with clever yeah. arguments or wise words like i just came to you with the gospel that's all i got and and that's where i fall into is when i try to get overly creative or when i see somebody else do something and i've gotten better about this as i've gotten older but uh if somebody else does something that really works i think oh man that that was so creative and so smart and so clever that's when i get into trouble it's not necessarily when i when i try to pick it apart but when i try to do too much uh cleverness and not enough just trusting of the scripture yeah, that you, gets dangerous. Are you finding quick. it? Yeah, the passage you were talking about was 1 Corinthians 2, and it says, And I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom, for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, so that your faith might rest in the wisdom of, not in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Yeah. That's epic, man. Yeah, it is. That, that's like, uh, he's a man, I didn't come with a great speech. I didn't come with an awesome presentation. Yep. I came with a demonstration of the Holy Spirit of God. Um, incredible, incredible. So what are your goals for, for your sermon on Easter Sunday? Like, if, if I'm not clever and I'm not, like, what are, I absolutely have to do this. I mean, obviously, I've got to make the gospel clear. Is there anything else you're trying to do that morning? Like, are you, in your mind, in your preparation, are you thinking, yes, make the gospel clear, but also hook those visitors and get them to come back? I do think that in a a certain way. In fact, in years previous, I don't have this this year, and I'm not going to force it, but in years previously, I've kind of pitched a new series. You know, this is going to be really, man, we'd love for you to come back. We're starting a series and have a catchy title and graphic yeah. and everything. But this year, I just don't have that. So, that's a smart idea, though. Um, yeah, because it kind of gives them something that's going to be excited a, yeah, for them to come back line. and hang out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what I, what I try to do is in not only presenting the gospel, but presenting the gospel for unsaved and also reminding us of the gospel who already know the Lord, I almost always try to... Basically, it, it ends with this type of question. Jesus is alive. Are you? Yeah. It's almost every year. That's kind of the, the, the direction of my message where um, man, this is real. This isn't a fairy tale. 
And if this is real, because this is real, our lives ought to be crazy different. Yeah. We, we should look totally different than we probably do right now. So what should that difference be? Well, a surrendered life to Jesus. And what does that look like? So, so it definitely has implications for all of us, I think. Um, so hopefully, hopefully it's one of those things that, that will work and help out in that process. And that's the other thing, too, is when you pastor a church and you preach to a crowd week after week after week after week, you can say a lot of different things over the course of a year. But when you just have, hey, Derek Hicks just walked Derek in. Derek Hicks just walked in, ladies and gentlemen. Come uh, sit down, Derek. So another one of the pressures is... This is how is, you become a guest on the podcast. You just show up. Another one of the pressures is trying to say too much in that one sermon. Like you can't, you can't throw... Uh, the life of Christ and the crucifixion and the resurrection and the ascension and the disciples and the entire book of Acts, Adam on Easter. And so, yeah, there's the, hey, come back. We're going to keep walking through this stuff. Open your Bible to Genesis 1. Do like an (laughs) overview of the entire Bible. We're talking about uh, the pressure of preaching Easter Sunday. Any thoughts on that, Derek Hicks? Just handing a microphone. Hey, so it's pretty tough to do that, to jump in there and, and... try to prepare something that you know that some of the folks will be there only once or twice a year to try to make it there and also have good stuff for everyone else. And so I I think it's definitely a a tough time to to prepare for me. And besides, I'm doing an early morning and a normal. And so then there's the the twice and the... So two different messages. Y'all doing like like a sunrise service. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that. uh, Do you know what you're preaching Easter Sunday? Uh, something about Jesus resurrected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we sunrise service. That's a good idea. So y'all are doing a sunrise and then two services. That's that's what we're doing too. Sunrise at seven thirty. Normal at ten fifteen. First Baptist Church, Hemphill, Texas. First Baptist Church. Yeah. So you ought to go there. There you got three opportunities. In fact, if you play your cards right, travel's going to be an issue. You can go to the sunrise <laughs> service at Hemphill uh-huh. by the lake. Yeah. I mean, come on, y'all. Beautiful. Drive over to Coontz, catch our 8.30 service. Mm-hmm. Get over to Pecan Acres. Where we start at 10.15. The Easter trifecta. Oh, come on. Yeah, that, that will be pretty epic. So Three different counties too, right? Yeah, that's right, man. That's awesome. So Easter pressure is there. There's lots of different feelings and emotions going into that. But we just want you to know that we're going to be praying for you this week and pray for us and just know again that at the end of the day, it's not up to our abilities and our skills and our talents. We want to work as hard as we can, but we need to know that the word of God is not going to return void and that he is going to do his work. Yeah, and I think Derek was right on. He, he was joking, but I mean, preach Jesus, preach the gospel, preach yeah. the resurrection. He's risen. Are you? Drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs>